think. And in unison, like a match made in heaven, I'm recording, Carl. Not me and you, the match made in heaven. Our technological advances that we've made this past fortnight, we they are a match made in heaven. <laughs> well, well, let's hope so. Let's not speak too quickly, mate, because they the technological breakthroughs may bite us in the uh, proverbials. And they could fail on us, couldn't they? They could do, but they're not going to. But it's good to be back, mate, for another yes. fortnight. How are you, mate? Yeah, all good. All good. How's, how's your thrash fortnight been? It's been a good one. It's bubbled along quite nicely, really. You've um, you've you've been conspicuous in your absence, Carl. It, it must be noted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I mean, I've had, it, a, I had a busy week at work while I was stuck. To, I just couldn't physically do any more at the club. So apologies about no, that. It's, but it's the, absolutely the, fine. The club has gone along nice, nice. And, you know, like I said, it's bubbled along quite nicely. We've had loads of people contacting us with this, that and whatever. And it's been great, really. It's a real kind of buoyant time at the moment coming up to Christmas. And I know that we're going to be slowing down as of, you know, kind of like after next week. But there's still loads to get through in the club. So it's really exciting. Talking of which, we have a rundown. Yeah. Well, we've got podcast 89 to talk about, mate, seeing as this is podcast 90. Let's not forget that, mate, the big 9-0. Um, we've got crumb suckers to, to, to induct into the Hall of Fame. We've got a few mentions. Uh, we've got a Razor's Edge segment. We've got a rank and file. Um, we've got a quiz answers to go through that everyone had a pop at, which was great. We've got a D'Andrade year to talk about. We've got Thrash of the Debuts, final to, to get through. And then what have we been listening to? Sounds a great little load going on there. There's, uh, yeah, loads to get through, but loads to chew over as well in the meantime. it's uh, Like I said, it's been a really cracking fortnight. Loads to get into. And uh, my deadline was today at half three. So one way or another, the deadline is done. And I've promised myself I'm not going to do any more work until after Christmas because I don't need to now. As far as extracurricular work, you understand, Robbie. I see. I see. I get you. Yeah. So but you are still working. I'm still working. Yeah, still working, but not in the evening from, okay. you know, eight o'clock all the way through till half midnight. That's not happening. I, I kind of I sound needy now, don't I? Well, it, it didn't take long to get it back to you, did it? But no. it's it's it's. It was going to happen, and I'm glad it did because, like I said, you've you've been absent, and we needed to know why you've been absent. So I think that's dutifully been answered. So thank you. I'll get back onto it. Right? Shall we have a, a reaction to podcast eighty nine? Yeah. Yeah. Go on, in. Mark Pensum is the first um, first one to uh, to give us his pearls of wisdom. Check this out about the Frost song from Vanity Nemesis is Wine in My Hand, which has the subtitle Third. From the Warrior Sun. It is an underrated album. Bravely ran away from the. What's that? Pre That's pronunciation, Carl. Pronunciation <laughs> challenge. I don't blame you, mate. Oh, well, <laughs> that was ironic, wasn't it? Uh, put your glasses on. Um, bravely ran away. What? Pro I can't remember what I couldn't pronounce. Pronunciation, obviously. Um, more, I couldn't read it. Um, but the. Uh, in fact, I'm going to make the thing bigger. God, my eyesight's getting bad. But there you go. I'll make the make my thing bigger so I can actually see it. There you go. Um, I can't remember what I didn't pronounce. So 
have you got vanity slash nemesis i you know what i used to have it on a cassette and i think i've still got the cassettes in the well i've got still got the cassettes not many of them but i did have it on a cassette and it was an album that i do remember really quite enjoying certainly after cold lake which i never really hated but i I did enjoy it was just one that i with frost i'm i'm kind of right at the start and then that's it for me uh i kind of obviously cold lake was never a big one but vanity nemesis it's, it's an enjoyable album um but then the mono monotheist i think it was called the one fairly recently that featured in the d'andrade years I have to say it's an album that i'm not aware of and it's shocking really because that often gets talked about as a real return to form for for frost mm. and um they're just one of those bands that when you talk about them you think christ I, sh- I should know more of their whole entire catalogue than I do. But Vanity Nemesis, from what I've heard of it, which, you know, I was listening to it just before the previous podcast, nothing wrong with it at all. Loads of oohs and loads of ohs and, um, yeah, loads of um, prong songs from the sun. In <laughs> but, yeah, wine in my hand. It was... Yeah, plonk yeah, no- in my hand, yeah. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's a, yeah, decent album. So... When we're talking about doing the themed albums that we were talking about just before we press record, um, we were thinking about the different weeks, the different fortnights. And one of the fortnights is, we, I think you named it Black Sheep of the Family. And Cold Cold Lake is definitely going in there as a Black Sheep of the Family, if that's what we're going to go with. A kind of left turn, an album that wasn't received as welcome as the others from certain bands in their back catalogue. Where does Vanity Nemesis sit? Can we feed? Is it a thrash album? Because that song, one, if I remember it being quite thrashy. Yeah. So no, the album itself, it's a heavy album. It's almost like a bit of a return to the kind of there's riff. You know, it's got that tone of that guitar that that Frost have in the album. It's not by any means could be. It, it, it isn't. Um, it isn't Cold Lake by any means. It is. A, it is certainly a kind of regalvanizing and getting back to that heavy tone of the guitars. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with it at all for for me. I mean, it might not be for those that were into Frost round about the, you know, kind of into the Pandemonium and to Megatherian, Morbid Tales, Empress, all that kind of stuff. But for me, getting into music when I was getting into it, it was if I liked it, I liked it. And yeah. Uh, you know, and Vanity Nemesis was certainly one that I certainly didn't mind, whether it was seen as a bit of a black sheep. I don't think so. Cold Lake, I can see as the, the black sheep, but Vanity Nemesis, no, I don't think so. But um, people may disagree and that's fine. Right, cool. Well, check that cue for that, Mark. Jamie Kinghorn. Once the Spotify, for Spotify version was up and running, I added this to the 3,216 minutes of 2021 that you guys have been in my ear rolls, wow. mainly discussing music, occasionally toilets. Thanks for everything you do. You say it's about the members, but somebody has to steer the good ship titty mouth fuck. As my number one podcast host of the year, Spotify tells me we're basically family now, but who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? Well, who's we're all family, daddy? aren't we really? Daddy, mummy. Yeah. You know, it takes a village to raise the child. So welcome to the mothership. Welcome to the mothership. <laughs> yeah. no, don't say that. Old Zet will be on to us and he'll, he'll, he'll do us. But um, look at that. I think I think Jamie deserves a medal. 3,216 minutes. I think. And that was at tight speed and a half, wasn't it? So he probably was a still so what? 6,432 minutes of us, really. So if he, hell, yeah good on you mate that's brilliant thank you very much jamie 
and it's the members that steer the good ship titty mouth fuck absolutely um, thank you gareth go on sorry no just saying thank you to jamie for and, and anyone else that, that's putting up with us and 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 listening to the podcast and just those members that get actively involved every week that don't listen to the podcast you know kind of this is a bit of an anonymous thank you going out to them but without those people it just it just doesn't happen so you know thank yeah. you maybe they'll hear this in the future and they'll come back and they go oh that's where we get the gratitude yeah thank you very much so that's why i do know that in the spotify they've been doing that kind of wrapping haven't they and um you can look and it kind of gives you all the stats from data than what you've been listening to and the um podcast had one and we it said congratulations you've been getting this year you got your first streams in sweden fantastic so what's hello in swedish mate you know all of that don't you you like abba and that don't you uh, I, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I wouldn't know how hello was in Swedish, Carl. No, that you kind of almost went into an accent. Hello, then, mate. I like yes. it. <laughs> no, that's my that's my Dutch that's accent. Hello, oh, yes, Carl. So, so Carl, on your um, Spotify wrapped up, how did you get on? Uh, yeah, it, 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 you what was your favorite? What was your most listened to song then? Uh, uh, it was, believe it or not, Blood on the Water or Blood in the Water by uh, Flotsam and Jetsam. Ah straight which i wouldn't think it was but um yeah that was uh that feature quite and uh kill grid as well by enforced oh okay yeah nice little mix there what about, what about you well ironic not ironically but strangely it was maiden the time machine do you remember i had a little joke about oh, yeah. not quite liking that song so much it says that it was my most listened to song that and <laughs> another yeah <laughs> and that and um lost in a lost world from maiden and then to turnstile songs from their album glow on oh, and, okay. then, and then another song which i really haven't don't remember listening to that much that i just thought are you sure but yeah. they said i had but i don't know maybe the data is skewed mm, i think it might be somewhat but it's all good it's you know nice seeing people posting stuff and spotify have certainly yeah. got it nailed haven't they it's uh i don't That's know if fine. other streaming services are doing that kind of thing but you don't see a lot of it no um gareth Pugh, great listen as usual guys must admit i was chuckling as you were struggling with the roman numerals con conversion the onslaught album is v1 or six that's six as in six six fucking six keep up the great work thank you very much mate and keep educating us on roman numerals because you never know when they're going to come in handy well he I think he means it's me that's being quite crap at Roman numerals. You're not bad, but I am. I'm pretty crap at them. However, I have been doing my homework Carl, on the Roman oh, numerals. Okay. And do you remember that song by the Crash Test Dummies that once there was a kid who, you know, that one that goes the, yeah. the M song that goes. Mm -hmm. It was about 25 years ago or so. Um, Sadly, I do remember it. Yeah. Many people, many Carl, thought that that came out solely 25 years ago. Yeah. But it's been out a lot longer than that. Centuries, in fact, that it came out. You see, back in ancient Roman times, Carl, yes. yeah, it was a popular with many a Roman person. Was only it? it wasn't only it wasn't called then. Do you know what it was called? Uh, let's say, uh, was it like 20,000 or something? <laughs> 12,000. 12,000, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go, mate. Is, what is it? Four M's, is it? It's something like that. But they, I probably got that wrong. There's probably... <laughs> 
it's probably 20,000 or 16,000 or 8,000, but it's just, you know, it's just, yeah. So I have been practicing, G, I have been practicing on the Roman numerals. What's XV then, mate? XV, isn't that one of that mucky magazines from the top shelf? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It will make you pass the test on the Roman Good. numerals. <laughs> well done, you. Well done, you. Um, so thank you for everyone's reaction I will be getting on and replying within the reactions for this here podcast I'm sorry I neglected that one but I won't go all um, I won't go all uh, needy again mate so thank you very much awesome thank you brilliant stuff so on with podcast 90 and let's talk about the crumb suckers mate yeah well this was life of dreams that found its way as album of the fortnight via Graham Meldrum he and Leanne had the choice of three albums each, and one of Graham's albums was Life of Dreams, and it got voted in by members over a weekend. They came up and, in their numbers, wanted that one to go in, and it did. And, well, we'll see from the score at the end, it, it right, or whenever we look at the score, it rightly you know, kind of zoomed to the into the Hall of Fame, really. It was not, not surprising after reading a lot of the comments early on how much it meant to people. Definitely. That what took me by surprise is obviously not in massive, massive numbers, but the people that did show up for this absolutely worshipped this album, it seems. Very little negative feedback, huge amounts of adulation for it. So, yeah, it was a, a little bit of a surprise because crumb suckers don't get mentioned that much, do they? And when they do, when we have featured them, uh, obviously like we did last weekend or whenever they get brought up in conversation people just go nuts for them yeah i think there's very much something about that that diamond back catalogue as it were they only had mm. two full-length albums one of them being mm. life of dreams and whilst the follow-up beast on my back was very different to life of dreams they're still two you know like very strong albums so mm. they've not mm. released any crap in in amongst their you know their, their, no their dilution albums. yeah no not at all and respected members within the hardcore community and it, it came along by from what people are saying from the comments from what i've read at a time when they really were at the forefront of mixing that hardcore that you know with the, with the heavy metal with the punk the hardcore so you know it really made that impact and to have been around at that time what an exciting time it must have been um just two things on that the first one i think this is more hardcore than it is thrash or crossover even i think this is more in line with agnostic front and going that way and warzone i thought that warzone were, were quite heavily either influenced by them or they were influenced by it or they came up at the same time um i, I kind of felt that they were were very similar um certainly in attitudes and sounds um and today i saw uh, a picture of a very early Slayer gig um, because you could see Kerry King dressed up in all the garb and there was some guy jumping off uh, a stack like like the Speed Kills album cover um, and it just it just put me that oh that, that look that could be a crumb sucker show do you know what I mean because yeah. that's the sort of chaos that would probably ensue around about that time like you said exciting growing up where you could actually climb onto a PA stack and fling yourself off it and it was like a regular thing not now not today no well let's see what the members said well what they thought of it george nisbet he said i absolutely fucking love this band and this album is a total classic it's a straight up 10 out of 10 no qualms 
they 10 out of 10 former and when someone gives 10 out of 10 bearing in mind that we we all have our standards and we all have what we consider 10 out of 10 and how much we love a 10 out of 10 album for this one to to have that kind of draw is you know it, 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 it i'm just so surprised it's not bigger because so many people love it so much yeah I think, as, it, I mean, as George is like, just there, you know, it's amazing, really. It, I mean, is that because the kind of crossover scene is smaller than the, the metal scene itself within crossover, within that small scene that is still very, very vibrant and was at the kind mm. of the, the mid to late 80s? It's, is it, it is, it is a classic. It is, um, someone says it later, it's a bona fide classic. And, maybe it's because we're not exposed to that scene and we're because we dip into the crossover scene when we feature an album or we listen to an album but i think you'll find that it is certainly talked about in such high regard i know that the crossover book that um we've spoken mm. about it's called crossover the edge by alexandros anis anis uh, it features all lots just it's a bit like the one foot in the uh, sorry contract in blood and it features so many bands and it talks at the end it's as a top top 50 crossover records and crumb suckers sits at number five life of dreams really go on hedge your bets have a, have a have a little go then what might be in the top five you've got crumb suckers life of dreams that's uh, at number five that's at number um five. is an st album in there it isn't no no st okay they are that's number 26 so bearing in mind it's just someone's opinion but this this person's yeah. opinion is someone that is living breathing and and absolutely loves crossover uh agnostic front they're number four cause for alarm and that came out the same year i believe thank came out the same year as life of dreams so that's two albums that came out in 86 carl that that, that barren yeah. year that barren year, yes, um, tumbleweed flying through that year. Um, let me think. There's obviously some. Oh, Ludi Christ. No. No. Um, what about Ludi Christ? Is 30, 35. Oh, okay. Uh, what, do they count Holy Terror? Holy Terror is not in there. Not in there. Uh, Warzone. No. Shall I? Yeah, go on. DRI dealing with it. Number three, of course. Attitude adjustment, and that is American paranoia, and that's at number two. Okay. And then number one, gangrene, another wasted night. Uh, Okay. Okay. Of course, gangrene. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. That's uh, well. That's certainly someone's opinion. Maybe we should run. Ah, there you go, mate. We're looking for a vote this weekend. Top five. Um, top five. Um, crossover albums. There you go. Might be quite there interesting that's, that's because, sort of. yeah, I mean, some of the ones, like you said, ST was down at down at 26 and you got Carnivore, Ludicrous, Cryptic Slaughter, Concrete Socks, mm. Accused, all these bands that you'd think might be a, a lot higher. So it'd be interesting that. And then it'll be in, interesting in the fact that I'm no crossover aficionado at all. I like certain no. bands, but there's, you know, there's so many people within the club whose knowledge is so much yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating just to sit and listen to them talk yeah. um, and, and some of the comments. So it'd be, that would be interesting because I do like Crossover and I certainly, with this, the Crumbsucker's Life of Dream, 
it, it flies by, but it flies by in a way that it, you get loads out of it. It doesn't just kind of whiz by. It's like, whoa, what was all that about? Yeah, that was all right. You know, you're picking bits out of every song because there's so much to get your teeth into. Musically, there's loads going on. It isn't just a brutal, you know, vicious, ferocious album. Mm. There's some musicality going on in there as well, which is good. Definitely, 100%. Kev Eastern, he says, Stone Cold Classic, the ultimate cross album, bar none. There you go, the ultimate crossover album. There's so I'm thinking Kev is putting that on top of the tree today uh, at the weekend's vote. Paul Bilby, he says, absolute classic. So much energy captured to perfection. Anyway, I love the sudden urge to do the twist, so I'm off. Ten out of ten. <laughs> there you go. Well, while you're twisting the night away, it is. I mean, that's the one thing that crossover always has is the energy because it's predominantly so fucking fast this <laughs> you know you've yeah. got to have some energy to play that you can't um you, you, you can't fake a uh a crossover show or album can you no no rob davies he says cool i love this one same as pete i bought this and cause for alarm pretty much at the same time it was then that the realization hit me that you don't need to have long hair or be virtuoso to make heavy fast and super aggressive music okay so I think this maybe had the same effect as when bands like Korn and Slipknot and bands like really, again, heavy bands, but didn't look like heavy bands should, or certainly didn't look like how uh, how we were used to them. Um, crossover was the same, wasn't it? And, and, and hardcore is the same. I mean, you look at Agnostic Front, you wouldn't say, you, you would say that they're a heavy band maybe, but they you wouldn't think that metalers or thrashers would like them and yet they do. So it just, it, it, it did, it sort of like took a little bit of stereotype out of, and a bit of cliche out of thrash and metal, didn't it? Yeah. Breathed a bit of fresh air into the lungs that is thrash and metal. Simon Griffith, he says, I loved hardcore. I loved thrash and right in the middle comes this wonderful record taking the best bits of both. It sounds raw and edgy. So many great bands picked up on this sound. Cro-Mags, DRI, Agnostic Front and this great band. It's just perfect. It's the first 10 I've ever given here. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Simon. Um, I would disagree with its bang in the middle. I think this is more leaning to hardcore. I think this is certainly a, a hardcore album, almost 75% hardcore, I would go as far as to say. But um, to say it's just perfect, you give you a perfect 10 and you you name it in. There you go. Do you, uh, where are Cro-Mags in, uh, in the list, mate? They must have featured high. Let's have a little look. They, they, there was a few different lists at the back there. So Cro-Mags uh, were... I don't think he likes Cro-Max particularly from what I was reading. Oh, anyway. did. oh uh, yes. Didn't he say that he, he took ages? I think he was on a an interview in Talking Bollocks. Yeah, didn't he say right. that one whoever he interviewed from the Cro-Max, it really was a big disappointment to him? Yeah, yeah. They are in the, they're a second in the top 20 most influential records list that he's got there. He loves a list. He's uh, he's like Chris oh, Jennings. Good. There's There's a good load of lists in the back here, but yeah. Cro-Mags, The Age of Quarrel, number two in the most influential records. Fair play, fair play. Um, Mark Pensum, it's a solid eight for me. To be fair, if I'd discovered this back in the day, I'd probably be higher. But I got into hardcore more from 1992. Um, it mirrors me absolutely, Mark. I have to say that's kind of when I was 
um, getting more into hardcore just because thrash wasn't as round as much or the bands that were that we had loved were slightly changing and death metal was the heavier music around i i, I certainly went the more biohazard and then into hardcore that way um as opposed to going to into death metal and um yeah ju just like you i think that i would have scored this a lot higher had i heard it back in 92 i think but absolutely no way i didn't know anyone that had this record and i've never seen it for sale so <laughs> that's there was no way of me listening to this i don't think right brian d'andrade he says i'll give it a seven it's a great crossover record but it doesn't touch coc's animosity for one well coc's animosity i did have on cd uh and that is a fantastic record but it does it the kind of structure of it reminds me a little bit of um rain in blood in the respect that they've got this sort of really long song which is only about four or five minutes but certainly that's a that's a 25 minute epic in terms of hardcore at the front end and then all the other songs are you know between two and 30 seconds long so it, it's um it's a strange album animosity to listen to a bit disjointed but i quite like it for it i found this album to be a lot more consistent and smoother than a smoother ride than animosity okay and it's funny because it was only well this was 86 then they had beast on my back the the album that followed um two years later and i know the musical scene was changing a lot certainly back then but that takes on a lot more of a metallic approach okay. much more much more thrashing in kind of fused and i know some people were talking there about um that i think uh, rob davies yeah i struggle with beast on my back uh, but life of dream is a bona fide classic and it's interesting because they are two quite very different records um you know like i said the, the thrashier side to beast on my back i mean there's even a, the, the intro at the beginning it's got piano kind of introducing intro kind of in introducing the record would that be right yeah introducing the record but the raspy snappy, intro, then, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? The yeah. raspy, snappy vocals are still there the, the tech, technicality within the music still comes out i just think you know maybe they were seeing that the crossover can have much more of a thrashy side to it as well mm -hmm. i think pete d was saying as well because i think i put along the lines of I can't believe they were they were not bigger seeing how much adulation it's getting and he said that during that time didn't they they changed vocalists and they kind of ripped a little bit of the soul out of the band and it had changed by the time the next album came along well it's the same vocalist on the next album oh okay as far maybe as i'm after that then. Yeah, yeah maybe there was, was, there was some lineup changes or something happened and it was just a bit too far gone i think um so but you know i am a crumb suckers novice and um, like I said, this could have been third album in. So we, we could have yeah. already, I've got to tell we would have, we, we've already featured Crumb Suckers when there was four or five people in the club. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've a lot more, uh, uh, um, a lot more people, have, we would never have known that these amount of these people, every uh, member would have voted. Can I, just before you go through the scores saying that, can I tell you how the kind of voting went? Yeah. So from zero to six, four, there was four votes. And then it goes like seven out of 10, 13 people. 
eight out of 10, 18 people, nine out of 10, six people, and 10 out of 10, 19 people gave it 10 out of 10. Wow. Which is their highest um, rank in the scorings. The most people voted was 10 out of 10. That's fantastic. I don't think that's ever happened before. Which is quite incredible, really, seeing as some of the albums that we've had. People have always gone, if it's been a really good one and in the sort of top 10, eights and nines have been the highest score. Ne and with us, with, with a, quite a few tens round about it, but never the highest. So this is a, a one for the dedicated for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And like those, uh, you know, were there. It's, it's quite, an, it's not a difficult album to listen to, is it? If you like no. your heavy music, you like a bit of crossover, you like a bit of punk, a bit of hardcore, it's fairly easy listening. It's not like, whoa, you know, I've, I've listened to some albums this past week on recommendations of what people have said. And some of them are a bit too bit too hard to get into for me. This is mm. quite easy listening as, as far as easy listening crossover goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but with that as well, there is that danger that because uh, it's only 33 minutes long, isn't it? According to Spotify. And after that, you're I'm done. I'm, I'm done. It, it's a great album. It finishes. I don't want to immediately go to another crossover album. Yeah, no, you don't. I've kind of got my thrash fix or my not my thrash fix, my my speed fix. And I'm, I'm looking, you know, if it's another thrash band, that's fine. But I've kind of got the the, you know, and then I'll, I'll listen to another one. You know, the next day, even it's not a problem. It's just uh, I mean, I can listen to thrash all day long. It's not a problem. Whereas um crossover you know i think half an hour hour tops i'm done and that and that's i think that's fine because when you go to a crossover show i don't think i've ever seen suicidal tendencies to one side bearing in mind that you can debate whether they're crossover or not but every time i've seen a crossover band even when they've been headlining the headliners it's 40 45 minutes at the absolute most yeah. gnostic front maybe an hour but a lot of that is um joey stigmata doing poorly the beer drinking dog for about 20 minutes and drinking you you mentioned uh agnostic front there and uh on jay's radio glamorgan show there you go uh jay manley jason manley member good evening jay he's uh played um an agnostic front but a song that he queued up for all for his radio show but he mentioned that that album cause for alarm came out the same year as life of dreams and uh, that we as a club were covering it in our you know thrash metal album the Fortnite club so that was pretty cool so nice one jay thank you jay that's brilliant thank you very much for that chat anyone that mentions the club i really much appreciate it, it really is thank you very much even, so, yeah. if, even if you mention it to someone in the street and we don't get to hear it just thank you very much for doing it <laughs> well it's like those members that we're thanking and who never listen never listen we're still thanking them anyway doesn't mean it didn't happen that's what no, they say isn't that's it? it pay it forward as they say yeah tell us the scores then mate 8.25 out of 10. That's right up there in the Hall of Fame. Well, right up there. I suppose it is in the amount of that we've done. It's 21st place, which is right up there. Mm. Bearing in mind that uh, between, I think, between sort of 30th or 25th and second and third, there is naught. There, there is literally 0.5 marks between all of those albums. So to be considered up there is is a massive. Well, thing. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sitting, it's sitting just just underneath, as an example, ignorance, uh, show no mercy, just above the new order, uh, just above never, never land, just below uh, history of a time to come. 
Yeah. And, you know, they are 8.2 and 8.23. So it's in bang in between those classics that I've just mentioned there. Yeah. And it's got to be the highest crossover album, I know. Not that we feature yeah. crossover hugely, but yeah, I mean, when we do, we do. But it's, that's got to be the highest punk or thrash metal uh, crossover album that we featured. Must be. Yeah, I don't think Attitude Adjustment did particularly well, did it? <laughs> no. not, not, attitude, not Attitude Adjustment. Um, uh, who, what was it? It was... Uh, municipal Waste. No, what was the, the one? Oh, uh, Cryptic Slaughter. Cryptic Slaughter, that was it. Yeah, that um, that was that was when we didn't close down. For I remember that because I, I remember the post saying, if you really must listen to an album, we're closing down. But if you really must listen to an album, here's Cryptic Slaughter. And um, I don't think a lot of people voted. So if six point three four, six point three four, yeah, I think it's like I think that's in a bit of a false position, to be honest. But what about Carnival then, Carl? What's the is that a false position? I know it's not complete crossover record, but what 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 happened with Carnival then? Did uh, did you go around with liking that the crap eighties TV show and (laughs) manipulate all the ratings? No, I, I sad that integrity old boy. No, um, not what well, I just don't think the album's very good. And I know Leanne <laughs> is now sticking pins in a voodoo doll of yeah. me, um, which uh, is fine. She she can do that. I don't believe in voodoo, so it's absolutely fine. But um, yeah, I just don't think the album's very good. I think that's quite a lofty position for it. Oh dear. <laughs> there you go. Right, so thank you to everyone that voted on that. That's now in the hall, uh, the, the the Frash Hall of Fame, and um, new one released today, an absolute bona fide classic super duper album, mate. Absolutely, yeah, no, it's a it's a belter. Yeah, uh, so fast, a good so what? <laughs> no, that that's uh, it, we, we will talk about that another time when we actually do finally get to uh, to feature that album um, yeah. if we ever do but um, yeah so we've got Peace Cells on I need to change that cover art because um, I've done that on my phone and I need to do it on my laptop because it's a bit fuzzy isn't it it's a bit uh, it's a bit Spanish TV yeah it works okay though mate it's a uh, yeah. good job I'll get that done shall we have some mentions just going forward yes now we had the Christmas party uh, the Zoom and um, as it turned out, it was a fantastic round table. It was exactly how I kind of envisioned it, where it was it, it could have been a virtual pub table that we've all popped in for a couple of hours to have a cut of drinks. And we were just talking about fresh metal and everyone and anything else that came across our mind. And I just want to thank uh, the, the five other people, me included, that were were thrash metal table. Uh, the threat that the, the the nights of the thrash round table and re- really enjoyed that the evening flew by and i i really appreciate that so thank you for uh for taking part we will have another one i think a summer one may be better attended just because uh we had a couple that um a few people that certainly would have been there but christmas parties and gigs got in the way yeah so um, that and and of course you know crikey it's, it's not a problem at all but I I just think a few people were, I think a summer one would be better because then there is more chance of less things being on I suppose or a bit more you know so, uh, Christmas is a bit um, funneled isn't it as for things to do 
That was great. It was good fun. It was um, nice to see some people. And like you say, we uh, we were hoping that more people, not we weren't hoping more people would come. No. We thought that there'd be more people come purely on yes. the, the kind of responses that people had had. It's not a problem at all. Like you say, you know, no. engagements, life, whatever. And it was still fantastic fun with the people mm. that were there. And it was great. Learned a lot, got some recommendations, come away well happy. It was great. I really Absolutely. appreciate that. Really appreciate everyone's time. Uh, Chris Jennings had a list. We're talking of Chris Jennings. Uh, five UK thrash releases of 2021. Cool. And what a list it was. Have you got the list handy? I think I can remember them. Uh, I haven't, no. <laughs> Do I... <laughs> well, I know that Son of the Endless Night was number one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And um, certainly Elimination was in there. Elimination was in there and Trapped in Purgatory, I think, was number five. That's a great record. Yeah, which was which is the um, Trapped in Purgatory was my first contender of the year for album of the year. Um, but because it was released really early on in the year, it kind of it, it slipped down, down and down as as uh, as other albums came along, which is always the kind of. Um, I don't know, it's the kind of cross to bear when you release your album in January, isn't it? Well, it is. It's like Torture Demon one. But with Trapped in Purgatory, it's, and and to some degree, the kind of solitary album as well. They're just, mm. you, you can hear those songs in your head now. As I'm, as I'm thinking about Trapped in Purgatory, solitary, they just have the knack of writing these catchy thrash metal songs that don't just disappear in amongst a kind of, well, that was a decent thrash metal album. You know, they, they're hooky. They're coming at you in a way that you they kind of make an impact on you. And that's what you want from heavy music. You don't just want something that kind of just viscerally kind of charges at you and, you know, hits mm. you. You want something that you kind of can take something away from. Certainly I do as well. When there's so much more music out there to give you certain, you know, other people listen to music for all sorts of reasons don't they and if you can get something out of thrash metal that isn't just that kind of <laughs> you know what i mean it isn't just yeah, yeah. A, the sonic kind of charge that it gives you and it's great when people can have such a heavy music that does have hookiness catchiness it can be mm. uplifting it can be anthemic and i think trapped in purgatory really did that with damnation it's a great record mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you haven't listened to it, go back to it because I, I think it's a fantastic record. Like I say, it was an early contender, um, and and sort of like the first real one of the year. To be honest, the year I remember this year being quite slow, and I remember that one stuck out like a beacon because it was the one really good album released earlier in the year uh, when there just didn't seem anything to touch it sort of thing. And I thought, well, this is going to at least make the top ten, but then there seemed to be a bit of a flurry from sort of June onwards, really yeah so um so thanks for that chris we posted that we love a list we do love a list we certainly do and he is mr list and um we got an evening with death angel um we had uh we had uh, gareth Pugh doing a review and then uh, for razors and then we had go and listen to the album on on spotify or any other good streaming services or indeed physical copies are available and then go back and see a, a post reaction with joe denby in his nightmare cabin great stuff did you see yeah. it i uh, do you know what i was just about to say i've not had that i've listened to the album i've listened to it once but i am going to do that evening where i read the review listen to the album again 
and then I'm going to go drop into the nightmare cabin for 15 minutes. So I'm going to do I just like I say, I want to give that full attention. Mm. And unfortunately, I've not been able to needy right. again. I know this is with this this podcast podcast 90 in brackets needy. <laughs> what else did we do? Go on. Oh, we're hanging about. What we're hanging about before we go rank and file, mate. We we might have to catch a breath here because um someone's knocking on the old on the old door, mate. Can you hear? <laughs> it's old um, Tim Finch. He's trying to get in to do his segment, mate. So with my brand new technology, mate, I better go and pause it. Okay. <laughs> well, I will. I will stop it now. Come in, Tim Finch. Merry Christmas, Thrashers. I'm back with a roundup of all the comings and goings over on the Razor's Edge. It's been a busy fortnight in a run-up to Christmas, with every man and his dog seemingly releasing box sets. It's almost as if they know you'll be looking for gifts at this time of year. We've checked out box sets from Ministry, Corrosion of Conformity, Skid Row, Overkill and Hawkwind. But are they worth your cash, or are they just a quick money grab? You'll have to read off reviews to find out. We've had a flurry of our usual album reviews as well, including a new one from Shane Embry's project, Dark Sky Burial. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the album title. I'll leave that to Carl in the What Have You Been Listening To segment. We've also reviewed the likes of Hogtooth, which Hutch described as the soundtrack to a barroom brawl, Final Coil, Malignant Alter, Demon Stealer, Dude Swens, Volbeat and many more. Our live show coverage continues, and in the last fortnight we've covered tours from Dead Men Walking, who feature members of Stiff Little Fingers, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, British Lion, the side project slash tax avoidance scheme of Iron Maiden bassist Steve Harris, Leprous at the Electric Ballroom, and XSLF in Preston. The run-up to Christmas is always busy for live shows, so expect more tour coverage in the next few weeks, including the likes of Raging Speedhorn, Orange Goblin, Miles Kennedy, Bosk, Dune, The Raven Age, Darkness and more. As ever, we'll keep you up to date with all the latest news. And all the decent festivals have announced additions to their lineups in the past fortnight. Stone Dead added a couple of new bands, Damnation announced the killer Full of Hell, Slam Dunk announced a couple of headliners, whilst Bloodstock's lineup grew even more. Check out all the details on our website. To keep up to date with everything that's going on, news, reviews, interviews and more, keep your eyes on our website www.therazorsedge.rocks and our socials. So I'll hand you back to the capable hands of Robbie and Carl in the Thrash Album Club studio. starting recording it should be recording now after thank you mr tim finch thank you tim thank you for that mate and he's talking about the pronunciation of um shane Embry's our side project i have seen his comment on the what have you been listening to post it's the first one do you want to take that one or do you want me to have a pop at it Seeing as I can't even say, can't even read pronunciation at the moment. I think, you, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it head on, mate. I'm going to go for it, face my fears, I'm going to have a pop at it. Do it. 
Do it, mate. Be, be proud. I mean, Tim's made his all all his way down to the Shire. He's been knocking on your shed door, and he's he's left now. The least yeah. you could do is to, um, at least give it a go. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. I should. Oh yeah. Cheers, Tim. Bye bye, mate. Yeah, he's he's off. He's off like a robber's dog now. So that's fine. Yeah, I, I am going to give that a go, mate. And um, I can't get any worse with mispronouncing pronunciation, can I? You can't. There's only one way. As Yaz and the plastic population said, the only way is up. It is. And where where are we going there from um, razors? Plastic population and Yaz to a ranking file, mate. Busy, busy ranking file, this one. So this was like our hit, miss or maybes that we like to do. Rather than just do four hit, miss or maybes, let's put them all together and see where we come with certainly members comments and where they vote them in a kind of in an order and it was quite interesting yeah. really how people well, see I, I sorry sorry to cut across you mate i like to think that this is you remember when metal hatman were giving away free records on the front of their magazine and i've got one with little angels zentrix vane and the almighty on there this is kind of our equivalent of that very record isn't it this is if we had the chance of releasing eps on the front covers of our um virtual social media magazine or whatever club or whatever this would be a great ep wouldn't it it would be great but although back then they were strange i suppose it was just a musical time climate at the time you'd have balam and the angel toranaga zentrix and love hate so it was a real mixture wasn't it it was well, it was great though that was the thing you never knew what you were going to get it would be a flexi disc or even a cassette sometimes but the cassette would always rip the front of the magazine do you reckon you said flexi disc do you think flexi discs can still you could still produce and we could produce a flexi disc and give them out to members we can't even sell mugs carl you no, don't have to sell them we you, you lose the guitar picks so flexi disc, you're gonna, you're probably, I don't know, you have them in your school satchel or something, and they'll all be scratched <laughs> anyway by the time they're given given them out. I quite like the idea of the uh, the our logo running around in the middle of a flexi disc. That's <laughs> a nice vision. We, and what songs would we put on there? No, it'd be me and you rabbiting on it. It'd oh. be like a special <laughs> little podcast on a flexi disc. Oh right, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think it's bonkers, mate. Oh, if anyone knows of any flexi disc production units, let's have it. I don't know let's if it's the it. same as vinyl pressing plants, but there is a bit of a delay on vinyl pressing. So I'm not sure we're going to be able to have the same pulling power as maybe Adele and Elton John and getting our um, flexi pushed to the front of the queue. <laughs> vinyl vinyl pressing. Yeah, maybe do you think I could do it on a 3D flexi. printer? Maybe you could, yeah, in your bedroom or in the in the, the sorry in the in the studio. In the studio, yeah, in the in the in the shed, I could set up a three D printer here. Although they do take about three years to do like a little chess piece, don't they? Okay, so, I know Decibel Decibel magazine often do like they have a flexi series that you can get as part of your subscription club with them. So, and they're still they? So they, they so they're still a thing. They can still do them. Mm, they're still being made. Ah, oh, so there's definitely somewhere. Oh, if, does anyone where where's Decibel magazine hail from? Is it is that in the states or is it over here? It's in the states. Oh, I think you, you can certainly get the subscription sent over from the states. Um, I don't think there's a Decibel magazine that 
is purely like there isn't one that's based in the UK. I'm almost certain of that, but you can certainly well, get it over. I was hoping one of our esteemed members would have some inroads into Decibel magazine and we could get a number on, on where we could get flexi display. <laughs> yeah. I could just Google it, couldn't I? I think that's what the member Wait. would do anyway. They'll claim that they know everything, but they will have just Googled it, Carl. Yeah, let's Google it. Let's but anyway, it, getting, but get, getting off yeah, of, um, you know, clouds and all that kind of thing, let's talk about the four-way rank and file. Yes. So we have Please four do. bands, four bands, four very different bands. Uh, we had yeah. an Indian a band from India called Godless. That was a bit more death metal. We had yeah. Mentor, a Polish thrash metal band. Imperium with their brand new single Ragnarok. And we know who Imperium are there, you know, heavy metal, thrash metal, kind of real good rousing mix of the two. Mm. And then we had Son of the Endless Night, which was great because it's just on the back of the new album, uh, life a tragedy tainted by malevolence malevolence and who let the night in was the single that came out from that so the second single sorry that came out from that so it was great that we were able to get that in the rank and file and see what people thought fantastic and like i say i enjoyed i mean godless was one thing because it, uh, death metal is always a steady six out of ten for me really it's got to really impress me but the other three apps I, I i think they're brilliant i think they are mentor aren't really my thing but i remember listening to them once on a friday it just happened i was listening going through my playlist and um they they sprung up the album i i, I put all the albums on as they come out and i listened to i, I sort of charged through that and i was listening on friday night and it came on and I didn't even look to see who it was. It just runs it in, in one after the other, as the playlists do, of course. And I was a bit pissed at the time. And I remember listening to it and just thinking, fuck me, this is really good. This is really good. And it's only about half an hour long. And I remember thinking, is it because I'm pissed? I, I So I immediately listened to it again the next day when I was so, – and, and I think I texted you. I said, here, have a, have a listen to this because I think this is really good. And yeah. It's not what I'm into at all. But um, – that was brilliant. And Son of the Endless Night, been looking forward to that album for ages. So that's come out and, and put me on my backside. And Imperium, I mean, they are, they're, they're kind of like, um, they're not hardcore thrash, are they? But they are, they're just really good time. You know, I can imagine them having a really good time at one of their live shows. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. They've positive, got positive stuff yeah. in there. Definitely. Yeah, it's a right, right, right old mix really going on there. And uh, like you say there, there was really, you know, Godless were one thing. And for me, they, it was very hard to split the, the other three, Sunday Enders Night, Mentor and Imperium. And for all the right reasons as well, because they're three very different stuff, very, very different styles. Mm. Um, but it was a really, really worthwhile thing to do because it kind of certainly for me, it got me listening to music that I hadn't hadn't heard in Godless and Mentor as well. And um, it's good to feature bands that, well, people haven't heard of as well. Certainly yeah. not every. And, and I know that some people have contacted us and said they're listening to bands now as a result of this rank and file. So it's fantastic. That's brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant because oh, I'm the same. I'm doing the same. Carl Eric Jenkins, he says, well, well oh, do we you want to do the results first? Yeah, let's have a look Sorry. at the results. So, uh, and this, you know, it's, it's hard to say that someone came in fourth because everyone had such positive comments to say about in, individual band song anyway. And only 11 points separated them from being first. Yeah. So, so Imperium, Ragnarok. 
Imperium's new single Ragnarok, that got 26 points. Godless, Fluxion of the new album States of Chaos, 28 points. Then Mentor, Equal in the Fire of the album Wolves, Wraiths and Witches, uh, 33 <laughs> points. And then Bang at the Top, Who Let the Night In, Son of the Endless Night from the album Life, A Tragedy Tainted by Malevolence, 37 whopping points. Wow. Wow, brilliant. Good on you, Si. Thank you, mate. That's um, that's some positive feedback from our little club here, mate. Absolutely. And it was great that we were able to feature that in a way it was so positive because they just missed out of the new album vote a uh, week before. But they're going to be in the one in the, you know, obviously in the new later on in the new year. Um, but it was cool that despite, you know, the album having delays and getting out and people not being able to hear it, when people did hear it, they all got on board and, and are certainly enjoying it. And and good, you know, uh, Brian D'Andrade had a listen to it, um, you know, over in the States. Julius Caesar had a listen to it and liked it. Um, so getting it out there, that's just fantastic. That's brilliant. Um, listening, all our members have all had really great things to say about it. And just looking at that where you've got Sunday Endless Night, Mentor, Godless and Imperium. That's a, that's a good bill at the Underworld at the Son of the Endless Night um, album launch, isn't it not? I think Mentor are coming over from Poland and staying with Imperium and Sai's putting up Godless from India. <laughs> well, it's going to be a fucking great night. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, well, Carl Eric Jenkins, he says, this is my ranking also. Just of these songs as standalone thrash signals. As was previously said by others, I enjoyed all of them in their own way and this is not to say the Imperium track was crap, as it most definitely not. It probably sits in between two rages and serves as a more of a tempo mood shift as an album track. And the guitars are incredible. It was in that Imperium. Those guitars, the certainly mm. the lead work was stu- superb. And that scream that Ben has at the beginning, mm. it just kind of comes up on, creeps up on you. It's real, real stirring, moody song as well. It was uh, certainly yeah. atmospheric. Ben Porter himself. Go on. Ben Porter himself says i was driving from newcastle to london last night and i miss this just want to say thank you to all of you who have gone and listened to imperium it's not just one of the heavy thrashers but i'm glad to say i'm glad to see you enjoy it nonetheless the other three all fantastic tunes in their own way and i'll be adding them to my playlist for sure oh thank you very much ben thank you for for letting us use it and, and- you know anything that we can do uh, to, to to help, we are more than happy to. I think he, um, I think Imperium were first on at uh, was it Red Method at the Fighting Cocks sold out. So yeah. I think that's the second sold out show that um, Imperium have got themselves in. And yeah, looking forward to looking forward to the album, mate. Psychob, I think all four are cracking tunes, but will abstain from the vote for obvious reasons. Sai should have voted, mate. You should have voted. You know, I don't like it when when people uh, abstain from votes because they feel they shouldn't do. But ah, fuck that. You should vote. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, he could he could have gone under a pseudonym like a an alter ego, like um, some people might have done on the quiz, Carl. Yes. Well, is that a cheeky little segue into the quiz? <laughs> you like it? Well, it was, but I did, no, it wasn't well, that we seamless. Yeah, well, we just want to we just want to say that that's a maybe we, yeah rank and file. I like maybe we should call it thrash metal album of the Fort Club uh, Fortnite Club EP or something like that. But great tracks and thanks thanks for everyone voting on that as well. But it's yes, let's talk about the 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 quiz, mate. Um, did uh, did you ever pop at this? I did. 
No, okay. Well, I'm going to go through the. Um, I'll go through who who won it. Um, uh, I so changed, I, I actually changed my name for this, Carl. Well, did you? Yeah. So I'm just going to count out how many others. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's a top nine for us. Mm. Fifty people had a pop at this, so wow. really appreciate that. Thrash for cash came in uh, at ninth. Eighth, John D. Uh, PLC came in in seventh. Swales came in in sixth. Dave Wiggy, he came in at fifth. Bub with, and these all got 70%, but from now on, fourth to top, um, fourth to first, they all got 70%, but it's all about the fastest finger first on the questions you get right. So uh, it, then it cues points. So Bub, fourth. Thrash Tash, which I think is Neil Bolton. He was in third. Kev Adamson was in second. And Mark Pensum takes the ball home again, mate. There he is, top of the shop. Well done, Mark. Well done. How many did you score right? I got 70%. Did you? Yeah, I changed my name to Mark Pensum, actually. To the quiz. <laughs> Brilliant. No, it was Absolutely. a good quiz. It was hard, mate. I, I think I got about three out of ten on it, to be honest. Really? Yeah, it was. It was. I think because you're up against the time, and you're kind of, oh, and some of the questions you realise you know, and then you've like you've done the wrong answer. Not saying that I would have done any better, but it was a good quiz. It was difficult, and yeah, I think I only got three out of ten. But well, let's go uh, second time round for you then. Which legendary guitarist is headlining the Steelhouse Festival in 2022? Um, Bernie Marsden. No, Ace Freely. Yes. Complete the sequence. Persona non grata, R-E-M-F, slipping into madness. Um, blackout in the right. red room. <laughs> it's the <laughs> Blackout in the red room. Elitist, that's the running order of the new uh, yeah. Exodus album. Okay, yeah. Um, and then I've, I've, there's one that just says, The Years of Death and Dying. I think that's who recorded The Years of Death and Dying. Okay. Oh, creator. I must have cocked up that question. Uh, which UK thrash band released a song called, um, and you'll have to say that, it's an Imperium's new one, Rag... Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That is obviously Imperium. Shrapnel's new single, The Dark Age, has recently almost hit how many streams? 7,000. 10,000, mate. Cool. Which year was the album Schizophrenia by Sepultura released? 80 was it that year that nothing got released 86 carl no oh as as um oh one year uh, out ken, ken, ken bruce mate one year out 1987 cool complete the next line of the song south of heaven the roots of all evil is the heart of a black soul a black soul yeah next line the root of all evil is the heart of a black soul yeah, what's the next line after that? Um, something about the force of something. Yeah, a force that has lived all eternity. There you go, yeah. Uh, in which year was Metallica's The Unforgiven 2 number one in the UK rock and metal charts? The Unforgiven 1? Unfor Unforgiven 2. Unforgiven 2. That's I-I, mate, for your Roman numeral homework. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh Think big day out. 
at Milton Keynes Bowl, I think. 94. 99. 99. Yeah, the big day out was, that was the first one. That was the where Nowhere Else to Roam was 94. And then oh, they okay. went back in 99, I believe. Could be out with that, though. Uh, this is uh, a section of which album cover? And it's kind of red and murky. Uh, I can't see it, so I can't remember it, but... You'll have to just. No, you, you got you got that one as well. It's about, about a history of the time to come. Was it? And yes, it was. And uh, I took one corner. It was literally just the red and sort of dark, okay. the black kind of bleeding into the red. Um, what was this? Mister Black got wet-eyed during the Friday Night Live feature when Sepultura played which song from their Donington performance in '94? Biotech is Godzilla. Yes, I did. I did get wet-eyed there, mate. So, um, and, and you shouldn't really get wet-eyed over a song like that. But I fucking well did, because it's an absolute banger, and I enjoyed it immensely. Um, so, yeah, that was the quiz. Thank you, all 50 people. I think I think I'm only limited to 50 people. So if that happens again, I'll redo it, and then we can we can have a look, and it will just be a different different one. But thanks so much for everyone doing that. It was. Uh, that was the biggest um, the biggest uh, reaction we've had to a quiz. And I like doing them. So, um, but it next year with the plate going on at weekends as well, in between Thrash the Times, we're going to be hard pressed. So it might just be have to be a, a, a regular feature elsewhere, mate. It could be an evening thing, one evening. One evening, an evening, absolutely, mate. So uh, again, thank you to everyone that took part in that. Really appreciate your involvement in that. Really do. Also, I think people like more... a thrash metal. Sorry, mate. I think people really like a thrash metal quiz because what I'm, the sort of feedback I'm getting is, is yeah, I like a quiz. And when I go and they go, oh yes, here's for one for all you heavy metalers out there. And then you're usually stuck on a table with non-metalers. They all look at you. Well, you like metal, don't you? And you go, yeah. And they go, Bon Jovi released which album in 1987? You go, oh, for fuck's sake, you're almost too embarrassed to fucking say it, aren't you? Yeah. No, that's right. So. Yeah. A bona fide thrash metal quiz is uh, is is good, I think. Well, I, I like doing it as well. I kind of, I should write a question every time I see one, but I always leave it to the last minute. But now I will start sort of collecting questions, I think. Well, I wrote a quiz for the Zoom night. Oh, so yes. We've got, we've, yeah, got a quiz, we've got a quiz sitting in, in the on the back burner with loads of questions that are there, mate. So we could always dip into that. You could certainly use that. There's some... Yeah, fairly decent questions in there. Got some pictures as well. Maybe we could do the next Zoom call could be a quiz night. Yeah. If people are up for that. Well, I think we'd, yeah, definitely, because we could certainly utilise the skills of some of our members, such as Hutch with his drawing and yeah, and, and old Thrash Tash, Neil Bolton. Thrash, with, yes. With his, with, with, with his lovely wife reenacting various album covers, which is brilliant. Absolutely. I think John Wick did so, one as well, didn't he? With um, his John Wick did one they, as well. They did, yes, he they did. did it. That was good. And of course, the the now infamous or legendary uh, Gareth Pugh Sherrard. So we'd have to get him involved as well. Yes. Well, yeah. Like I said to you, when he done fucked like a beast, it was, I mean, it should have been on Pornhub. It was incredible. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, there you go. Maybe it is on that. I'm going to search that tonight, amongst other things. So um, shall we talk about the massive huge vote at the end of a very of 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 this year's competition mate the the, yeah. the the pinnacle has been has reached the club has made the decision 
Yeah, it seemed a long time coming, but it's been a really enjoyable journey. It's had some great matchups. It's had some great competition. And some of it's been quite one-sided, but what it has done has led to some brilliant conversations in amongst there, sometimes quite heated, sometimes generally always good-natured. Very rarely have we had to delete comments. Occasionally we've had to, but, you know, if we do delete your comment and you think, where's it gone? It's only ever because we just want to keep it good-natured. We want to keep the kind of positivity within the club and things can get taken out of context in in certainly in, in the written form as, at, you know, what not quite how they're meant. But generally, yeah, it's been it would, a really it, it good would just be Sorry, yeah, it would just be because we believe there's potential for someone to react badly to it. Not that you are deliberately antagonising, maybe. It's just that some people may react badly to it and we don't want to get it out of hand. So instead of opening that massive can of worms, we're just going to just cut it off. That's, that's what we do. Um, and it, it, it's not like a censorship thing. It's just we don't want anyone getting upset over anything as trivial as this album is better than that one or this band that's not the point of the club at all what it all came down to was the ultra violence against kill em all so death angel against metallica i uh, could probably now have... would you uh, would you robbie have placed these two in the final i would probably have placed kill em all in the final at the start i would have thought yeah that's probably going to be there death angel no, not at all. I, that's not disputing it or, you know, trivialising right. its importance in thrash metal. I just thought there would have been other albums that would have got there ahead of it. It's great to see it in there because, for one, I've been able to enjoy it and listen to it a lot more than possibly I would have done. But it's great yeah. to hear some of the comments and the you know, communication that people have had as to what their thoughts are on it. And, yeah, it, it's quite refreshing to see a year-long competition having the ultraviolence in there up against the behemoth that is Killamall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I do remember out on a walk listening to um, ultraviolence and I forget what, what, what it was up against. And I do remember thinking, God, this is, this is really good. This is really, as a debut, it's just brilliant. There's songs and riffs for fun. <laughs> Esaguero is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I just thought, but I just thought, well, this one gets the final. Like you, you know, something else will knock it out. Um, so it's just strange how it got there. But um, well, not strange how it got there. It was, it was, it. But no one, when you go, what's the best debut? Hardly anyone goes BA, do they? But yet here it is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, d I don't think it'll be repeating the 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 feat next year because. You know, Frolic Through the Park wasn't quite a patch on certainly this and uh, Act 3, but it who's to say? Who who knows whether it will do? But anyway, let's focus on the debuts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, quite convincingly, Killamall uh, won. There were 139 votes um, across Facebook that weekend. We had quite a lot of interest over on Instagram, but we didn't take any of the votes from there. It was just, just kind of cons communication, really. Uh, 87 people voted for Killamall out of the 139. That's 62.5%. And then 30, 52 people voted for the ultraviolence. So 37% got um, for, for Death Angel. Quite a big sway they would have needed to take it. And I don't think it was ever in, in doubt. There was a time when it was pretty close, but it soon, it, you know, it, it, yeah, it got it got going and pulled away, didn't it? it the the four horsemen rode that horse and got on and yes. shot off. Yeah, it, it was 
there was it when it came out uh, uh Kill immediately jumped out in front as you would expect and then an hour later after i initially looked da had brought it back to within 10 votes and this is when there was about i don't know probably about 50 votes at this point 60 votes maybe and they had got it within 10 and wow. i was thinking wow is this is where's this going this is but from then on um the, the the Metallica fans showed up and just voted in it, and it was sort of like every ten votes there was one DA vote after that. Do you know what I mean? It it kind of went up like that, and they pulled away, and then uh, DA couldn't get it back. But it was it was yeah. I mean, I listened to both again over the weekend uh, just to ensure, and 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 two great albums, and and all the comments I kind of agree with. It was fantastic. Let's see what they say. John John. Uh, John John. He says, as much as I love Kill em All, Ultraviolence has aged better, in my opinion. And I know this a lot to do with anyone who'll listen. And I say this a lot to do to anyone who'll listen. But what these guys did on this album at such a young age still continues to blow my mind. Uh, yeah. Youth and abundance there, mate. Um, they definitely were. Um, and, yeah, everyone loves Kill em All, that's for sure. Um so and I think that's what it is. I, th- I think a lot of people have always had Kill 'Em All as a firm favourite. Um, it's always been there for a lot. Like for me, getting into Thrash after Kill 'Em All has been released, it's always been there, isn't it? It's always been a stable, as as is Ultraviolence. But again, Ultraviolence has always been difficult to listen to up mm-hmm. until recent times. So it's who's to say that if we didn't have the social media coverage and ability to listen to music as we do now that ultraviolence wouldn't be competing with kill em all don't know but they're kind of two different eras really which was nicely again in a way as well to have two different era thrash albums against one another because when was ultraviolence released what year was that 87 87 so kind of like second wave really wasn't it i'll just consult my memory carl in in my uh go on yeah, just shuffle uh, the roller decks, mate. Yeah, he's getting it out, and uh, it's and the and the and it's. I'm thinking 87 or 88. Yeah, 87. Yeah. So a Ad- bit bit later on. Adrian Mays, he says, who I believe is a frontman for Chrysler, he says both are exceptional debuts, one from the first wave and one from the second wave, and herein lies the reason for my choice. Kill 'Em All is, in my opinion, the first Thrash album ever. And without it, I'm sure, not sure whether the ultraviolence would have existed. And if it had, it would have sounded different without the influence of Metallica. So in short, it's got to be Kill em All for me, the granddaddy of them all. There you go. It took the words. That's who Adrian, I, I was obviously um, paraphrasing Adrian right there. Um, Kill em All, a first thrash album ever. Well, I was in the same opinion when I started the club, mate, and I thought, what album could I put on here as, a, as an opening gesture? And I chose Kill 'Em All for that very reason. I just thought it was, you could debate whether it's the first thrash album, but people kind of all roads lead to that as far as there is slightly before, and then obviously there was after. But that's kind of where, that's ground zero for a lot of people, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah, definitely, and it's it's been refreshing in this that it, yes, it is re- ground zero that people are focusing on. It's Kill 'Em All. It's not. It's Metallica, but it's not the Metallica mm. what they became. We're talking about the album, and that's been what's so refreshing. How 
Metallica, kill them all, has won this competition. There's not been that bitchiness about, oh, it's Metallica, mm. as in, you know, Thrash of the Titans the year before. Yeah, yeah, where they were considering their whole career. But yeah. this is focused on that era with Dave Mustaine as well. I mean, he got a lot of mentions, Dave Mustaine, for what he did for, the, uh, for that record, really. George Nisbet. The ultra, George Nisbet always speaks sense, doesn't he? He does. He <laughs> the, does. The ultraviolence gets my vote. I preferred it then and still do today. To be honest, whenever I reach for Metallica, it's very rarely that I'll pick Kill 'em All. Okay, he doesn't. He's not talking sense tonight, George. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking more about the uh, the what three albums you've been listening to. So, oh, okay. Uh, but he's, he's yeah. I, I do get what he says there. It's um quite a quite a different album to where they went on from certainly it's 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 got that heavy metal classic sound still to it it's and it's embracing that newfound thrash that they were such a big part of discovering and and developing but um and when you go when you put that on there when you think about that uh when you reach for a metallica album let's neglect let's not go anywhere past the black album those first four, what? Yeah, I'm going to listen to some early Metallica. I fancy some early Metallica. What do you go and reach for? Is it Kill 'Em All? Where would do we do a rank and file on Metallica early albums? Question mark for you, Robbie. Mm, no. I mean, do you reach for Kill 'Em All as a as a go to for early Metallica? You know what? I'd reach for it above Ride the Lightning. I know that's going to be okay. Oh yeah. But I would probably reach for And Justice for All and Master of Puppets, then Kill Em All and then Ride the Lightning. But that's not to okay. say that I just think as an album, um, Ride the Lightning doesn't work so much for me um, as as the others do. But song-wise, I think there's some great songs on Ride the Lightning, fantastic songs, obviously. Mm. But, yeah, that's just personal. I, I just think, yeah, maybe it would be. Um, I would breach for Kill Em All above Ride the Lightning. What about you? Where would you go? Uh, probably Puppets Justice. first. Yeah, I'm going puppets first, definitely. I know that's a boring answer, and then it—I'm actually putting ride the lightning last as well. Actually, yeah. just—I—I I, I don't know what I mean. I mean, it's a high quality album. We we really are, you know, debating very high up because I love all four of those albums. But there's something I like about Justice—the kind of raw, dry as a bone sound. But I also like the enthusiasm, gusto, and piss and vinegar of Killer Mall as well. The, guys just thrashing it out in a studio which metallica have never done since really yes the the garage days eps but they were all covers this is really them just going we haven't got a lot of time we we really need to get this out we've got these songs let's let's lay them down and i always think for me that there's something quite beautiful in that you you haven't got a lot of time you've got a crap studio, or you've got a studio in some godly hour you need to get this down like the first Motorhead album, um, you, you, you—they they went in there to do a single. They come up with an album. This Kill 'Em All has that same feel about it. Let's get in there, thrash them out. It doesn't matter if it can't be perfect because we haven't got time to fix it. Yeah. And Metallica have never done that again. They've always been very produced, very slick from Ride the Lightning onwards, in one way or another. Yeah, it's certainly bags of character in Kill 'Em All. Is that uh, mm. you can't you you can't levy an argument that says that there's not a character in Kill 'Em All. There really is. It's raw, isn't it? It's 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 
he's got a real feel about it. it certainly has to me anyway. John Wig, yeah. neither of these anywhere near my top 10 thrash debuts, but both are bangers. Kill em All takes it by a whisper because of Phantom Lord. Which, I mean, I don't, I love that side. That song is good, but it's when I'm thinking of Kill em All, I certainly don't think of Phantom Lord and yet people do. I know yeah. John Wig does, but, um, and I, and I think it got mentioned again somewhere as well. A Phantom Lord came up. Um, you know that. In fact, that lost it a few votes. Mm-hmm. That and jump in the fire. I was thinking, oh, that's a bit filler, really. If anything, certainly compared to other albums, it was up against. And I voted against this album a couple of times, actually. Uh, Kill 'em all. So, you know, but what what do I know? What do you know, Carl? Well, let's see <laughs> what Ronnie Elizabeth Wilson says. This is the final I can be happy with. A tournament that had Jeff Hanneman rolling over in his grave after the loss of Sabbath, LOL. I've been saying all <laughs> along, Kill em All was and is the best thrash debut. I stand by that. Even with Def Angel having a better drummer at just 14, they just can't match Metallica's best lineup ever. I personally would have picked Def Angel third behind Slayer, so this is a win-win. Kill em All is a deserving champion. I listen to both regularly. If I had to pick one in 2021, I'd pick Death Angel. But as I'm old as I am, remember they were both out and Metallica was the king then. I'm keeping my vote in the 80s, not 2021. There you go. Well, there's a, a younger version of Ronnie saying, come on, son, you've got to vote for when you are, however old you were, Ronnie. And I, I don't want to age you, but well, however old you were and you're running around in a pit, if you're going to a vote then, He's saying it's it's Ride the Lightning and that inner self has come up and voted for you and he's gone back to the 80s. So fair play to it. Fair play. I quite like that. So um, worthy winner, worthy winner. And finally, we've got there. Really enjoyed the um, really enjoyed the ride, actually. Uh, I quite like it drawing out of a hat. I've been quite, quite really enjoyed listening to all the albums again. I've listened to all of them multiple times. Um and I really like the way that when an album comes out, like we've talked a lot about DA here, but it's, that seems to be the trend running through that when when a band goes out or when a band loses, people comment more on the band that, that don't get through or have the more impassioned comments that, that we talk about. And that's just the way it, it seems to have gone. That Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next round. Let's talk about the one that's gone out. So we've kind of gone through all the, the, the debuts and given them all a bit of a focus and a spotlight, which they deserve because they're all really good ones. And uh, it's just been great. And um, we move forward to uh, So Far, So Good, Sophomore. Did I write, Did I say that right? Did I perfect. pronounce that right? Yeah, good, perfect. Good. Everyone's thinking we, of we, Megadeth. Everyone's thinking of Megadeth, which ironically is the third album, but never mind. And we've got all our albums lined up for that. And then we've got the Plate Award where we're going to do group stages or we come at a, uh, uh, more clearer as we go through. And I'm thinking as well, maybe that I would do like an online presentation that flipped itself over. So you could play that and you could see the previous rounds or navigate through where an album has gone. Um, I will try and maybe do something like that. But I'm just thinking how much admin that would be. But um Let's see. Let's see is all I'm saying. But um, I'm, I'm quite up for doing that. So people who join late or missed the vote or whoever could go back and have a look at previous rounds. That's just what I'm thinking, because I would like to do that. We didn't do that with Thrash of the Debuts. And I would like to go back and just see what was the percentages? What were the what were the number of votes? And we could maybe do that. OK. Cool. Cool. Well, that has brought us to the time of the evening, mate. 
Where, where we, we go back, where, well, where we go back and just say a big thank you, a big filthy thank you to Leanne, Leanne Evans. She wrote a review for Cryptobiosis, Chainsaw Crucifixion over at Metal Temple and shared her review with us. And uh, it seemed to be quite popular with members. There seems to be a lot of love for old school death metal out there. And yeah, thank you, Leanne. It was uh, good to get the review out. And um, any more reviews you want, you know, put in through the club, so long as it's uh, of relevance, we're more than happy to do it. And, uh, you know, Linkin Metal Temple and, you know, anyone out there that wants, that might be doing reviews, whether it be for a hobby, whether it be, you know, something they're dead serious on. Just, Give himself or Carl a message and we're more than happy to share the music. Yeah, definitely. If it gets it out to more people, that's absolutely fine. Um, and anyone else that, that writes for anyone? I know we, we use Razors a lot because uh, we, we lo I love the website first, first and foremost. I love, love everything that's going on in there. Um, but if you, I mean, we, we do Do Dembies. We've got Chris um, Chris Jenkins and we, um, Jennings, sorry, Mr. List. We, we, we do UK thrash. We'll do anything, you know, if it's relevance and it's out and it's, and we think it's going to be of interest to, to everyone who may not have seen it. Um, but we give us, drop us a line. That's all, that's, that's all we say, isn't it? That's all we say. So thank you, Leanne. Thank you very much for that. I now, do. That's, that was in, that was in my needy spot. So I need to go back and have a listen to that. Is it a Spotify release? Can I get it on Spotify? You can get it on Spotify. Yeah. I'll put it on the, uh, I'll put it on the playlist. Cause it's, uh, that's, that's running on fumes at the moment. So I need new stuff to listen to, but I might get a few recommendations from the water. We've been listening bat signal that went up next. Ah, there you go. Bat signal. Do you know what, mate? I was thinking for the first time yesterday when I put the, post together for what we've been listening to i was thinking what image can i put with it because when it's just a when it's just a a comment it looks a bit bare so i was thinking what image can we do maybe i could mock up the bat signal with the logo in it on a flexi disc on a flexi disc someone's <laughs> going to phone up someone's going to comment on this mate and say flexi discs are dirt cheap and you can get then you can get them produced from here and we're going to get and we're going to get some yeah that well, could happen you know what year was a good year for flexi disc, Carl? Two thousand and six was a good year for flexi discs. <laughs> How come? Well, the D'Andrade year. Before we quickly go on to what we've been listening to, should we have a little oh, look at what happened? Yes. Yes, it's because I'm not doing it. That's the problem. We had a shift around, didn't we? We did have a shift around, temporary shift around this week because um, you were busy. But yeah, two thousand and six was a year. We whacked it out there see what people came up with and there were 28 people members voted commenting on 45 individual bands were mentioned so cool. we will go with there were loads and loads the way i collated to scores there were loads and loads that just got one mention loads got two mentioned so what we're now left with is like a top seven Okay. Okay. So as opposed to a top 10. So in joint seventh place, we had Maiden and Napalm Death, a matter of life and death. And I think it was Smear Campaign from Napalm Death. Okay. I'm not familiar with that Napalm Death one, actually. I think. No, nor me. No, I'm, I, I, unless I have heard it, unless I am and I, and I, and I don't know. Uh, I probably have heard it. I've heard most of the Napalm Death stuff uh, at least once. So I, I'm, I'm sure I've heard a track or a, uh, at least once from it. Um, and the maiden, what one was it about? Life and death. Very long that one, isn't there? There's not many hit singles on that one, is there? There's not, but it's a. Oh, I enjoy it. I think it's a great album. Good album. 
Yeah, it is good. That's the one with the tank on the front, isn't it? Yeah, number six, joint sixth, was Sodom and Tool. Oh. Uh, yeah, so 10,000 days and Sodom was that one, Let's Kill Everyone, it was called. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> I don't know what it was called. That's terrible, isn't it? Uh, oh, okay. The... What was the Sodom album in... Uh... 2006. 2006. Well, it was... We'll get back to you. Probably about war, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Most Sodom ones are. But 10,000 Days is a is a banger, although it has got that 15 minutes to the end where it's just squeaky noises, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the first the first few songs on it are fantastic. They really are. Uh, it does it does start to wear a bit thin though for me personally but it's not you know it's a it's a club thing so fifth place joint fifth place cannibal corpse and the frost with monotheist so cannibal corpse was oh. uh kill again okay i'm saying kill again <laughs> just uh i <laughs> kill didn't write kill down everyone again whatever their cannibal corpse one was in 2006 yeah okay uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Cannibal Corpse released for fun, don't they? So it could it could be a multitude of different albums from round about the uh, mid two thousands. Absolutely, yeah. So we are into the business side of things now. Fourth place, a Monomath with Odin on our side. They had, they got ten points. So that ten points equates to, as we are up the you know kind of like the business end, their two first positions. And two mm. second positions. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, probably sounds like an Amonomath album, does it not? It sounds exactly like a Amonomath, yeah, but it's a really good, catchy Amonomath. And they are generally catchy, you know, mainstream yeah. death metal. But it's, uh, if I was, if I did have to listen to death metal constantly, I'd think they'd be one of the bands that I would go for because, yeah, there's just, there's just a little bit more melody in amongst all that music and they can hit yeah, the high. Sorry, as Andrew Matthew, as Andrew Matthew says, death light. Death like. Light, as in light beer. Yeah, okay, no, that's fair enough. But yeah, they are very catchy, aren't they? Slayer, number three. 14 points. So that was Christ Illusion, was it? Yeah, Christ Illusion. They had two first places, two second places, and four third places. Well, Slayer always do well, don't they? That's that's the kind of rules with the De Andrade years. And is that, the one with the, is that the one with the Slayer's album? The one is that the one with Colt on it? The song Colt, which is a really good song. I love that one. It's got Jihad on. Whether it's got Colt, it's not an album I'm really that familiar with. No, from. I'm I'm not familiar with it. To no, me. I've, I've heard it once or twice, certainly. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon number two was? Don't don't know. I haven't been doing too well with this. Chromax? No. DRI. Uh no. Lamb of God. No. Oh. Number yeah, two, that's... Lamb of God. I know. Lamb of God Sacrament, number two. Yeah. Oh, well that was a featured album, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, cool. Like it. Yeah, I, I do like that album. That's that's a that's a good one. 17 points, so that was four first places, two second places, and a third place. Great one. Good one. And then out in front by 
just the one point was Mastodon and Blood Mountain. Okay, so not really. Uh, again, my Mastodon is limited. What song would I have heard off of that particular uh, album? Um, the Wolf have you is got Loose. It? Oh no, the Wolf no. is Loose. Circle of Sisquatch, I think it was called. Um, oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't okay, have heard. Okay. May not have heard of any of them, and um, mm. yeah, it's good. I mean, it got what did it get? It got four first places, two second places, and two third places. So you know, it's well, it's, the best album in two thousand and six, according to our members from what from that list. Okay, well, that's that's fair enough. It's in the books and it's in the contention because we're going to have a whacking great vote at some point, aren't we? Aren't we? So, um, would you would you go as far as to say that two thousand six is barren, or would you say it's a uh, uh, fruitful? Um, well, for me, it was. I wouldn't say it was barren. I chose Agalock, Amonamarth, and Maiden, and there was some. I could have had Mastodon in there, um, but it would have gone in. It was not. A fantastic album for me. It's an enjoyable, but Satyricon, they had a good album out. There was plenty in there. Uh, what about you, Barren or Fruitful? But a bit barren, to be quite honest yeah. with you. A, bit, a little bit, a little bit. Not as bad as other years, though. And still a very respectable top three in there. So, um, as it always is, really. So, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I saw so, Mastodon at Hammersmith Odeon back in on the Unholy Alliance tour thing with, uh, I think it was Slayer, Trivium and Amonamath as it happens. Yes. And <laughs> um, I was, I had a Mastodon t-shirt on and I was just standing there. I can't remember who, who I was watching, but I was just standing in the crowd. I'd clearly had a few pints of, you know, watered down overpriced piss. So, you know, Carlin really, I'd had, had, the, had the Carlin and hey. I, I was in, I was in, I was in good form. And I looked around and I caught the sight standing exactly next to me. And it's a true story of Brent Hines, who is the guitarist from Mastodon. Very imposing figure. You, you'd see him, you'd know what he's got. Face tattoo, kind of a tribal face tattoo, big ginger hair. And he's just standing there. I was like, right, what do I say? And of course, you wouldn't be able to talk to him. So I just stood there and I started to point at my T-shirt, giving thumbs up, pointing at my T-shirt, pointing across where it says mastodon i was going no master yeah yeah pointing, thumbs up and he was looking at me as if oh my days what is this guy yeah okay and he kind of very slowly and awkwardly gave me the thumbs up and then, <laughs> and then slowly kind of skulked off slowly backwards <laughs> that's brilliant yeah so i mean it, imposing, so that's that's a good work mate yeah, and I think the the moral there really is just you know if you're gonna don't wear a band T-shirt to to a gig really that, that you're gonna see or probably more pertinently just don't be a twat at a gig. <laughs> so sound advice to the to the future yeah. concert goers there just don't be a twat. Don't be a twat. Yeah. Don't when, you've had, when you've had a, a, some some you know the uh, watered down carling uh, and you're all excited about seeing Slayer and Mastodon and the Monomath. Yeah. It, it can get hold of you, can't it, mate? You know what I mean? And uh, what what do you say? What do you say? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. I think I would have just stuck my hand out and gave him a firm handshake. 
He'd probably he'd, break your hand. He looks he'd like the, you crush know. your hands, wouldn't he? And and that's it. You would never, you'd never do that again. He's probably hand crusher. There you go. That's the name of the new Fear Factory album. Oh, it sounds like a uh, Mastodon song, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, um, Steam Breather. The one after yeah. Steam Breather. So that was it. Yeah, DeAndrade years. We've got the new year that's gone in, 2021. And that's yeah, we've already so decided that. We'll, we'll be going through the answers in our final podcast of the year, which is next week. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cut it short and we're going to cut peace sales a bit short. Not that it needs cutting short at all. I think lots of people will vote for it very, very quickly. Um, we'll, let, we'll get the vote out on Monday and we'll probably close it. When are we going to do it? Next Thursday? Yeah. We could maybe close it live on the podcast, mate. Why not? Why not? That'd we've got the idea. technology now, Carl, haven't we? And what with yes. Tim, Pop, Tim popping in the shed as well, we've got that. Yeah. We've nailed that. So That's a bit of a nailed, Christmas mate. party. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Long-winded, mate. But shall we get on and do what have we been listening to? Yeah. And um, we are not time restricted now, are we, because of the technology? I'm hoping so, mate. I'm hoping so. Um, the actual recording isn't. And I'm hoping the uploading and the uh, the hosting site is not. But we'll find out one way or another. But this is the one. That, uh, thank you for everyone that's um, that's uh, given some recommendation. I'm sure we can uh, sure we can get something out of this. And I'm going to go first. I'm going to hit this straight on. I think it's I think it's Latin, but I don't know, mate. So Tim Finch with my pronunciation challenge that I'm not going to run away from. There's two on here actually. Fuck me. Um, Dark Sky Burial which is Shane Embry's side project, as uh, aforementioned Napalm Death. And here it is. Here's what it's called. Omnius come in tembris para estium vitia laboret. And Latin speakers everywhere. Might even be fucking Latin. I don't know. Um, and then is it a menra de drone? And then Ghost Spotify playlist. Fantastic. How, well done. How did I do? Uh, awful. But, it, you know, we, we knew what you meant and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Listen to what I mean, not what I say. Exactly. Acer Jones, he's been listening to Silosis. New track has been on endless repeat and he's been watching Snowpiercer and Alice in Borderland. Oh, that sounds interesting. Thank you, Asa. Uh, Stuart Jardine, LNNN, Unmaker. Exodus, Persona Non Grata, and Son of the Endless Night, Life, A Tragedy Tainted by Malevolence. John Deary, he's been listening to Woods of Ypres for Mordred, Mordred, Mordred the Dark Way, nah. and watching <laughs> Hellbound on Netflix. Did, did Bet Lynch just come into your house, mate, and say, Mardred? Mardred, order time at the bar. Oh. <laughs> um, right, Chris Gambold, nice to hear from you, mate. Uh, Mork Grinding, Hinside Varides, Code Orange underneath, and Spirit Clear, excellent late 60s proto prog. Well. Matthew C.G. Green, who wrote the introduction to our current album of the fortnight, Peace Sales, but who's buying. So, Matthew, if you're listening, thank you so much for taking the time and going into so much detail with your introduction. Thank you. Beyond thank the you, Permafrost by Skeleton Witch, Shovel-Headed Kill Machine by Exodus and Peace Sales by Megan F. Um, 
Katrina Ballerina didn't put her three albums, but and I remember correcting this because I said we would give you a mention and the autocorrect put it as mansion. And I remember correcting it, but I must not have saved it. So um, Catalina has put me, me, pick me. I want a mansion. When really I meant we'd give you a mention. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I've corrected now, so that may not make any sense. But Rich Tricky Hudson, listen to Cynic, Ascension Codes, Carcass-Torn Arteries, and watch Slave to the Grind, Grindcore Documentary which I didn't know about, but happened upon on YouTube. Link that one then, mate. Yeah, good stuff. Jason Manley watching Inspector Morse Returns. Uh, sorry, Inspector Morse reruns. Well, why not? Listen to a Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack, the new reissue of Nurse by Therapy. And the, well, this isn't what he's been listening to, but he's just put... Oh, we're going to give him this. this is, we this are, because it's for one. charity. Yeah, it's for charity. That's the way. He knows the rules. He knows the cheats, you see. So... If I'm allowed to quick plug, please buy some raffle tickets. 100% of the proceeds go to Hospital Radio Glamorgan. So he's put a link there. So if you're listening, go back to what you were listening to and have a look and buy some raffle tickets. Because like he said, it's for a great cause and 100% goes back into the great community work that they are doing there, providing music for... I, I will try and do that, but it does from, I haven't looked at the prizes. They're obviously not thrash metal prizes, are they? Which is a bit of a shame, but I will look at the prizes. Great prizes. I, it's um, cash prizes. I think it was a 200 pound John Lewis or Waitrose voucher, um, you know, uh, for just a one pound ticket. So get in there, people. It's fantastic. Get in there. It does always remind me of uh, a raffle we had at the football club and we all had to donate prizes. I think I gave a couple of bottles of plonk and stuff like that. Do you know what was second prize? I may have mentioned this before. Uh, a two kilograms of pork. No, it was even better than that. It was a front door. <laughs> Someone donated a front door. Yeah. A UPVC front door. Fucking brilliant. I think we said that um, before when, the, yeah, on Bullseye, when they used to say, oh, you, you want a boat and it would be like a rubber dinghy or something. <laughs> brilliant um graham meldrum feel like i'm repeating myself here but listening pretty much exclusively to turnstile glow on and one step closer this place you know i'll be listening to fiddlehead if i get past these two and transfer it onto the car Mm, okay thank you mate pd battery the return New York Doll, self-titled debut, and the Verucas, the singles, 81 to 85. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, always very. Thank you, mate. Uh, great on the uh, on the watch party, wasn't it? On the on the uh, on the um, Christmas Zoom. Christmas Zoom. Uh, absolutely brilliant. So thank you very much, Pete. Uh, and you're going to have to do the next one because Facebook just closed down on me. And I'm coming to the end of my recording, so we're just going to go with what you've got, which is okay. Listening to Whitechapel Kin and Ad Infinitum, Chapter 2, or um, Watching Town Clancy's Jack Ryan as well. Thank you, Drew. Uh, Go on, you do the next one. Mark Pensum, who uh, is what I undertook the quiz under the pseudonym of. Listening to (laughs) Exodus, Persona Non Grata. It's really growing on me. And Hellgrind, or Hellgrind insurrection of the cd and t-shirt has arrived and i've been watching the amusing backstab fest that is succession 
Oh yes, I think I've heard. I think is it that loosely based on the Murdochs? I believe so. Okay, and I I agree with you, Mark. Exodus, I I, I love that album. I think it's really good. Really enjoying listening to uh, Persona Non Grata. Um, so thanks for that, for mate. Pardon me. I'll just take your remarks word for it. Have you not listened to it yet? Uh, I've listened to half of it. Half of it. Oh dear, that's I'm getting that time back, am I, Carl? No, you're not. That's not a great review. No. Um, Dylan Jones, Insomnium, one for sorrow. Only one for Dylan today. He's so busy though. He's <laughs> poor lad. He's, he's, he's written that down and had to go back to work. Yeah, we're, we're with you. He's Dylan. done that on a piss. He's done that on a piss break when he sat on a carsy at work. Corvo Atano, Discharge, End of Day, Son of the Endless Night, Life, a Tragedy Tainted by Malevolence, and Subvision, Cruel Winds of Tyranny. Thank you very much, mate. Paul Geddes, Sepultura Arise, Hard Skin, Hard Nuts and Hard Cunts. <laughs> and uh, we've mentioned them before, Love, Hate, Blackout in the Red Room. That's is that the first time ever Love Hate have had two separate mentions? There's a wild card album, if ever there was one. There you go. Ooh. Andrew Matthews, listening to Solstafir Otter. He's been watching the. T- oh, so, so, sorry, go on. Watching Tiger King 2 and reading Danny Baker's third instalment of his autobiography. Wow. Um, Tiger King 2, well, I'm, I'm working my way through. And I bet that Danny Baker, I bet the first two were brilliant. I, someone do an audio. If, oh, if Danny Baker could do an audio book, that would be great. Um, Edwin Grown World, the new Deadhead single, Napalm Death and the Bugle podcast. Thank you for another podcast recommendation. Don't know what it's about, but. Or is it it's Bungle? B- yeah. Dino, he's there. Dean Hughes, Volbeat, Servant of the Mind, Trivium in the Court of the Dragon and Bullet for My Valentine, the self-titled album. Oh, I had to listen to that Volbeat. That, I'm, I'm a little bit like the Exodus for you, mate. Yeah? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, look at this from Adam Matheson. Oh, right, here we go. So we got, listen, bit of a punk week. SNFU and no one else wanted to play. Squirrel Bait. Gag Heaven and Snuff. Snuff said, but go blimey, blimey. Gov. Stone me. I've had a thrower wobbler. Cha 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 cha. You're going home in a something ambulance. Cosmic ambulance. Cosmic ambulance. Oh, because that's on two lines. I can't read. Yeah, Cosmic ambulance. And, um, yeah, the snuff album. <laughs> and I can't read the others because you've had your three, Adam. You know the rules. Or maybe you don't. You only he, get three. He, he does know the rules because he's a new member, but he was the one that caught you out last time as well, Cole. He's only gone and done it again. No, I've only done three. Yeah, but you fucked up on snuff, didn't you? <laughs> I did fuck up on snuff. Well, yeah, you always get... He's got, it it's difficult good because it, I think you said just... Uh, can't can't I you just say ACDC? I think... Uh, yeah, no, he's not going that. He, he certainly didn't follow my advice and go down the simple route for, for, for me. No, he's not listening to what I'm asking. So that's uh, that's that's it. But um, thank you for that, mate. Mick O'Reilly, he may have been listening to what Leanne was saying about this album, Cryptobiosis, Chainsaw Crucifixion, Creator, Coma of Souls and Punishment for Decadence, Coroner. 
Ooh, joint 21st in the club. Um, Paul Hutchings, Alice Cooper goes to hell. Halloween, Chameleon. And is that Aquilus, a Bellium... Is that Bellium I or Bellium One? We don't. Well, know. I do know my Roman numerals, Carl, and that's one. There you go. See, you. Who says you're no good <laughs> Roman numerals, mate? Uh, John Wig. He said, "I've had an 80s thrash afternoon. Sieges, even life cycle, paradox, heresy, and Hyrax raging violent." Oh, look at that! Some vinyl getting spun there, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, George Nesbitt. You think he makes sense? Here we go. Testament, Titans of Creation, uh, Visigoth, Conqueror's Oath, and Nuclear Assault, Handle with Care. Yeah, he's talking Cameron. sense, isn't he? Yeah. They he... always talk sense. And Kevin Adamson, he has been listening to, or he's been spinning, the new Exodus, and it's going to be a firm favourite, me thinks. Jack and the Beanstalk, Panto's Rule. He likes a Panto, does uh, Kevin. Oh, no, he doesn't. Madness. He's and behind you. Squeeze and Madness in Glasgow. Childhood Revisited, both were fantastic. And when the time was ready, we had to sell the telly. There you go. Bit of, bit of squeeze for everyone there. Thank you, Kev. Um, Gareth Pugh, bit late today. Whiplash, and you must say it like that. Whiplash, Power and Pain, and Ticket to Mayhem. Some of the Endless Knife. Uh, Son of the Endless Night, Life of Tragedy, etc. And watching The Wheel of Time on Amazon, which is a pretty good adaptation. Don't expect Game of Thrones. It's more high fantasy than that. Mm, very intriguing. But I won't be watching it because I don't have Amazon. OK, great. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you, mate. I think so that's it. Next. That's it. No, I've got some. Have you? Yeah, I've got... Aop Thrashers Neil Bolton watching Cowboy Bebop and True Story on Netflix and listening to Smashing Pumpkins Gish. Oh, what a great album! What that a way to spend a, the that, evening. That is a breathtaking album. Oh, it's that is a breath. If you could do, if if Neil could put that in as a daily, I'd be fucking delighted. Oh, because they won't be delighted album. with my choice. They are not going to be delighted with my choice. Um, and then I've got Brian DeAndrade. Three things from me would be I started watching the A team, which I haven't seen since the 80s. I'd forgotten how silly but fun the show was. John Cougar, American Fool, the only top 40 artist I continue to follow after I discovered Frash in 1984. And Slayer, watched the live um, 19 is the twer- I can never do it, the 6th of December 1986 soundboard audio boot from the Ritz in New York. I watch it every year on the anniversary of me seeing them on the 1st of December 1986. It's on YouTube and I highly recommend it, I recommend it to any Slayer fan. Thank you very much. Yeah. Slayer anniversary. There you it's go. It's a good, uh, good video copy that as well. It's, it's a, uh, yeah, decent stuff. Cool. Excellente. Thank you go on, mate. Well, that's the lot. That's the lot. So what have you been listening to, mate? Finished Atypical on Netflix. That was really enjoyable, the series. So looking for new things to watch. And what I might watch is Rich mentioned it. I haven't watched it yet, but he mentioned something about a documentary, the Grindcore documentary. Mm. 
Now, I might have to pick my time. I think I'll have to do it on the a night when um, my good lady, my wife, is <laughs> not there <laughs> because, yeah. uh, you know, she, she's pretty patient with them and she likes a lot of the music. But I think Grindcore might be uh, a bit of a stretch. Not that I'm a big Grindcore fan. I like certain stuff, but a documentary would be good because you kind of it's always good to learn more bits about you know, I mean, education, educating yourself about music and, you know, my knowledge is not great anyway, but if you can, you know, discover new bands and kind of learn about the scene, that's going to be interesting. So I do like a documentary. So there's that. Um, Voivod as well. They're a band that I often say I really like, and I do really like Voivod and they've got such a diverse, well, I wouldn't say, yeah, they've got a diverse discography, but so, a very yeah. big, very big discography as well um ranging from the early thrash stuff right up to the kind of progressive stuff that we know today and uh, there's so much in there to get your teeth into but there's a lot that i don't know the middle kind of section the kind of the lost years for me that just are lost because i've never heard any of those albums and it was only really through h's really excellent breakdown of the album dimension hatros that he does on his patreon platform and he goes through a live kind of read run through of the album and what's going on and it's really kind of made me realize what how important the bass sound is to Voivod. Now, I know the bass is so integral to every band because it's such an important sound and it it, it doesn't just sit there and, and, and kind of work with the drums. It has so much more. But with, with Voivod, it does have so much more. And it's through listening to the Jason Newstead album, Infinity, which I hadn't heard up until this week. And I thought, I need to hear more Voivod. I know the early stuff, the Dimension Hatros, Killing Technology, Nothing Face. Outer Limits, um, Angel Rat, and then I know the new stuff, but I don't know any of that oh, that that kind of middle stuff. Certainly the three albums that Jason Newstead played on. So this week I've been enjoying Infinity, just to try to well not just to hear the, the bass side of it, but it's since hearing H's thing and now hearing the uh, Infinity that you do pick up on wow what is that bass doing? And it's fantastic to hear Jason just doing what he can do with a bass, and it is just. It's as kind of accessible Voivod as Voivod could be without all their progressive leanings. It's an experimental stuff. It's very straight down the line, heavy metal Voivod, and it's really, really enjoyable. I think if if people were kind of, oh, I'm not sure about Voivod because they're a bit weird. I think if you try this album, it might be the little bit easier one to get into. But it's great to hear because you can hear the bass doing all sorts, a bit like Blackie used to do with that when he was doing the bass. Um, wonderful, wonderful uh, bassist. So it's been a real kind of enjoying, and it's something that I'm going to do next week. I'm going to pick another Voivod album that I don't know from that era, probably the, the one before it, and just go through and, and listen to that almost like kind of, you know, constantly because it's just... They're such a good band and such an enjoyable band, but there's always gaps in a discography, certainly for me, um, you know, with some of these bands that I really love. No, sounds good. Sounds good. That, uh, go, going through that is, would be uh, would be a play. I, I would imagine a pleasurable trip for you, mate, wouldn't it? Because uh, you're a big Voivod, Voivod fan. I'm just wondering how much it's going to give to you, mate, obviously being a big Voivod fan. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that it's a very different voivod to i say it's very different it's a different sound that they've got to that early stuff but it's 
still it's still technically voivod but it's just a you know um snake is still sounding like snake and obviously the the, the guitars still sound wonderfully you know piggy is still doing great stuff on the, on the guitars um on i think he's on some of these tracks on this even though he had sadly died at this stage but they were able to use some of the stuff and okay um yeah it's just driving heavy metal forward thrashy yeah good music uh, and then finally i won't dwell on it but mental we touched upon it wolf wraiths and witches really enjoyed picking that up as a result of the rank and file so uh yeah i love the kind of black and thrash and roll that, that that's got going with a bit of the crossover as well they're catchy and uh yeah just loads to get your teeth into with that so i've been enjoying that as well this week so that's me yeah that's high quality that one mate I, I, I recommend that to anyone it didn't make my top well my what my i've been listening to do uh listening to i stumbled across this album um wolf tooth and an album called blood and iron don't know anything about them sort of straight up laid back thrash metal and with a with a singer that sounds a little bit like the fella from ghost old papa diaz or whatever he's called what's what's, what's he calling himself these days Papa Booba Diop. Papa, 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 the wardrobe. They used to nickname him the wardrobe. So let's call the fella from Ghost the wardrobe. But back to Wolf Tooth. Yeah, really laid back. Don't know anything about them. Just, again, a little bit like Mentor. I stuck it on the list and then it cropped up when the last album before it finished and I went straight into it and I thought, oh, blimey, this is good. This is excellent. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. So had a good listen to that. I succumbed to listening to Whitechapel's new album, Kin, seeing as everyone and their dog seem to be talking about it. Mm. And um, I think it's OK. It, again, I I take it with my death metal hat on. And it, it, it's I, I've only listened to it once, I have to say, but it was enough to gain my interest to give it another listen to. And when a death metal album I listen to more than twice, that's done a good job as far as death metal is concerned. So it, it's got something anyway. Uh, and then I just, after you telling me that the uh, time machine on the Sinjitsu album by Iron Maiden, it was your top number one Spotify song. I gave Sinjitsu another go and um, I, I do like it. It didn't get into my top 10. Uh, I think that is justified, but I I did like it, and I'm you know can't wait to go and see them live and hear the songs live. I think they will be that these seem these songs. Hopefully they won't have too much of that bloody awful keyboard row in there because I still don't like the keyboard. I'm hoping live they might ditch that completely and just have pure Maiden on it, which uh, I think will make it sound a lot better. Yeah. Okay. So there is my three: Wolf Tooth, Wolf, Whitechapel, and Maiden that's a nice little mix going on there yeah yeah thank you very much mate thank you very much and that i believe mate unless i have got we've got any other business has drawn podcast 90 to a close mate it has we didn't quite get to 100 for the year because we dropped out of doing weekly ones didn't we but that's yeah that never a target for us to do 100 it was just if, if it happened it, it we got to 100 we didn't know where we'd be when we first started this down the pub a no. couple of years ago and yeah talking about was... ride the lightning nonetheless yeah so yeah and, and, and here and, we are regular feature with with streams in sweden and um you know 
it just just crazy so thank you to everyone really appreciate everyone's support for the whole club not just the podcast but for the whole club as well um we are going into a bit of a, a shutdown scenario i mean we're on the 9th of december uh we're going to be doing one next week and i think that's going to be pretty much it isn't it when we close off megadeth that might be like the final business of the year uh we'll go into hibernation and uh, we'll come out the other side at the beginning of January with, well, you've got to listen to Persona on gratis because that is the first album kicking off 2022. Yeah, I'll give it another go. You will. You'll like it and you'll go, yeah, I love Zet's vocals on it. He's fucking brilliant. That's <laughs> no, I know. From what, I did, from what I've heard, I think the the music is superb, absolutely superb. But it's always, yeah, it's just the vocals. But that's, you know, it's seems to be the thing for a lot of people but you know vocals are can be the problem i mean once there was a kid see the vocals with their crash test dummies they were always a bit difficult for people to get on board Mm -hmm. Not difficult, just shit. I think they, I think was the uh, was the correct one. And of course, they're, they're, they were huge they're, they're, that band, weren't they? And you think for for what songs they they had that, and they possibly had another song. I, I really can't remember, but um, that song twelve thousand. You know, twelve thousand is brilliant. Well, we don't know. We'll have to get Gareth Pugh onto that and tell us if that is twelve thousand. Yeah, he'd probably. It. He'd, yeah, he'd be commenting. He'd be typing it out now. <laughs> In fact. In, here's, in a, here's, a, here's a challenge for, for, for Gareth. Don't do it in Roman numerals, do it in binary. Thank you, Gareth. We're going to see what Roman numeral MMM is in binary, and everyone's going to have a binary lesson. Wow. So there you go. Have you got any, any other business, mate? No, that's it. Just a big thank you to everyone that's taken the time to comment to be part of this wonderful community that we've got here. And yeah, let's uh, we'll be around next week to just kind of wrap the year up. But until then, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And I think when I press this button, we're going to be bang on two hours, mate. So congratulations us.